Three unqualified morons and microphones. This is the previously recorded podcast. All right, welcome to Previously Recorded. I am your host, RP, as always. And this episode of Previously Recorded is brought to you by Totally Tees. If you need a shirt and you don't have one, call Totally Tees. They'll get it done. Yeah, now who's lagging, bitch? What? Then now who's lagging, bitch? Still you. But as you can, on my own there. As you can hear, we are having uh, not in completely in sync because we are uh, remote today, uh, broadcasting uh, from around the Whoa. world, the globe, the earth, Arrakis. I don't know. Um, really, we're at Epcot, and we're just in <laughs> different areas of Epcot. We're filming this uh, on, while we're on location. Coming at you live. Coming at you live while we're on location. Uh, but uh, joining me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Bob and Shane. What is going on, gentlemen? What's up? Not much. It's hydrating. And returning to the podcast, making his victorious return, is producer Nick. Nick, oh, yeah. welcome back, man. How are you? Good. I don't know how we're having audio issues. I fine-tuned the cans this morning, and <laughs> <laughs> they'd be good to go. First off, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that you said returning though, because Nick's never left because he produces every episode. Well, well, we we went over it last time when we do Zoom. He's not here because he's got better things to do. It's um, also to me that Nick said that one episode sounded like we were recording through a tin can, and then when he joins, his audio was shit. <laughs> that's how he that's how he knows what a tin can sounds like so well. <laughs> i should have let him stay i should have let him keep it because that way we could have all laughed at him his face would have been the one who recommended using the headphones and i was like i never use headphones in Zoom. Uh, sometimes it sounds good the lower quality ones sometimes it sounds good sometimes it doesn't um, sometimes it's shit sometimes it's not yeah. sometimes it's not but gentlemen we have a lot to get into today uh we have an action-packed six-hour podcast for you guys today uh, but before we get into our topics uh there's a little bit of house cleaning per se we have to to go over um so the last time that all three of us recorded an episode uh we ended it with a very controversial topic that we had to phone a friend and it was is candy corn good yes or no we opened this up to the general public along with was that what nick finally we phoned nick he backed me up yeah, uh, we zoomed him in. Um, I was outnumbered. Very divisive. We opened it up to the general public on all of our fans, and we also opened it up to the uh, wax pumpkins that some people somehow like, and the atrocious circus peanuts that producer Nick brought up. They're disgusting. Um, so I figured we could just start there. I, I did this in a, a variety of ways. I put it on Instagram, and I put it on Twitter. Twitter gives you the amount of people who vote it, um, you could, lifetime, you can see it. Uh, with Instagram, though, once the post is gone, even if you go into the archives, you can't see the amount. You can only see the percentage. So I brought up, broke everything down into a percentage. Um, so for our circus peanuts, via all of our fans on Instagram and Twitter, a resounding 15% said yes. A... Whopping 34% said God no, and 52% said no. So, so basically, you're saying 15% of our fans are sociopaths. 
Yeah, fifteen percent of our fans we no longer want as our fans. It is probably just my vote that I'm going to skew these numbers a little bit. Got to help it out. Nick Nick voted on multiple platforms, so that's your fifteen percent. Nick made Nick made burner accounts just to boost the numbers up a little bit. <laughs> Following that up, we had the pumpkins, uh, which had a sixty-two percent no and a thirty-eight percent. Yes. Okay. Which I, whatever. If you I'm not like a big those. fan of the pumpkins. The candy corn is the one I was, I'm worried about. Yeah. I almost sent a text the other day. I had it typed out and I think I got distracted because when I opened up the text like today, it was still typed there. Hey, if anybody sees candy corn, can you grab it? <laughs> I haven't had any this season. Can Nick I, actually can wanted a bag for tonight. For candy corn? Because yeah, I'm, uh, like it's going to be pretty close to 50 50. My mom yelled at me. She said, don't you know it's out of season now? I'm like, <laughs> come and go that quick? How dare she? It, it, it expires fast. Short so, lifespan on candy corn. So Nick texted me. He's like, I think they, my mom couldn't find any, or he said he couldn't find any at the store. I said, did you check the dumpster? <laughs> <laughs> no candy corn for me all Halloween season. All right. So candy corn. I also ran this poll on my own personal Instagram uh, to get as many reactions as we could. And it's a close one. It is a close one. Shane did say he thought it would be closer to 50-50 than these other two. Um, and I'm going to give you the lower number first, and you guys can guess if that is a yes or no. 43%. Got to be a no. I'm going yes. 43% yes. Going yes. Leave my people. 43% yes. Liked it. 57% said no. You guys are in the minority. That candy sucks. It doesn't belong anywhere. Oh, so now all of a sudden my minorities suck, RP. Oh, all okay. Right, so I we're also here. That there's that some happened. there's some Marvel news today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, that was a very heated debate, and we'll have to revisit it next year. Um, or revisit it again at Christmas time when we, we have Christmas candy. Uh, between chocolate and candy canes. No uh, chocolate. No chocolate. <laughs> um, so what's everyone been up to? What's everyone been watching, doing? Shane, you've been playing the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and you don't really have much uh, to say about it. It's, it's not – it doesn't suck, but it's not, like, fun. It's kind of boring. I don't know. Right before okay. – I started playing Battlefront again. I, I was playing that right before right before we game. were recording. It's a good game. Yeah, it's uh, not not – it's not great. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of boring. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eventually get it. Um, yeah, like you said, get the, uh, get the actual hard copy. So if it stinks, you can return it. Yeah, Shane refuses to just go to the store and buy a game. He won't leave his house. I'd rather just have it digital. It's easier. <laughs> uh, Bob. Nah. Um. Dune. I watched Dune. Um. Yeah. I finished. How I met your mother again. That was like my falling asleep show. Yeah. Still disappointing every time you watch. Yeah, it's the, but the last two seasons are good if you just ignore like the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, I, was, I, would, I would say that show sucks so much more if you watched it live on CBS or, than if you got to like skim through it, like just like you know binge it. Yeah, I, I watched wait week in and week, week out it, for them. Just if I had to wait week after thing week over, that, over that, that. I think I would have been so mad. Yeah, I watched it when it was on. I remember watching it. My my whole family watched it. And then I'd never watched the ending. 
like I knew how it ended, but I don't remember. I might have at some point, but I don't remember ever actually. Like I, I remember stopping watching the show. Like life happened, and I just kind of wasn't around on Monday nights or whenever it was on. But this is probably the first time I've sat and watched like the full eighth and ninth season through. Yeah, I did that um, senior year of college. That was my like one of my shows I binged, and I watched it here and there with my family. And um, I knew about the finale because of Mike and Mike in the morning when it happened. Mike Golick was a big High Metro Miller fan, and he talked about the ending and how he didn't like it. Um, so, like, I knew it was what was going to happen. But I can agree with Nick. If I had to wait week to week for the final season, as they do, it's three days is the entire season. I think that would have been very frustrating. While the way I watched it, I thought it was very enjoyable. I thought it was very yeah, it's, it's entertaining when it's like back to back to back to back. But yeah, yeah that spanned out over 22 weeks. I'd probably <laughs> break my yeah, teeth. It was, yeah, you spent, I bet we go, but then you get, you get rehashed to me like, all right, I was told 20 times for three years that Robin is not, he's not in love with her. Yeah. I'm going to start oh. believing. Spoiler Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Here. Spoiler alert for everyone. Season <laughs> <for the laughs> finale was. Was Spoiler alert, the first episode tells you everything you need to know. Uh, 2017, maybe it ended? I think it went nine seasons, started in 09. Like it's been a while. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Nick, watching, reading, listening to anything new? Any podcast? New podcast? What we do. Are you garbage? I tried, and you thought I was telling you that your podcast was garbage when <laughs> I brought this one up to you. You're like, oh, that's rude. But no, are you garbage? Okay. Good comedy. Think, is that the one you were telling me about on the way back from Eternals? Yeah, the one the where they're like, if, I want to, I want to check that one out. Yeah, so they play play a game. So it's pretty much, and it's pretty much any question is, did you grow up in Philadelphia? And we'll see if your childhood's very similar. But it's like any questions like, do any of your aunts and uncles go by a nickname? That's a clear indicator that you're probably trash. <laughs> It's a pretty funny concept. Who runs who runs that one again, Nick? Ooh. It's not on the previously recorded network, so who no, cares? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that you were I mean, you were telling me about that. That does seem pretty funny. So I guess go listen to that after you listen to our episodes. Um, I've been spending a shit ton of time at the movie theater, really in the month of October. That's really all kind of I've been doing. Uh, so with that, there is some news that uh kind of broke today so today was disney invest there was an investor call uh heading into quarter four we are getting disney plus day the day this episode releases um so there will be more news if you're listening as the day comes out disney plus day shang chi and jungle cruise correct yep yep that'll be on there but today they announced that miss marvel and andor will not be coming until quarter four of 2022 so we actually i thought that miss marvel was going to be this year like jet like january february area um so i don't know if that they have a lot of what they want to work with that show uh they did change her powers up she's going to have similar to kind of like the green lantern where it's going to be energy and not stretching like she is in the comics and then the video game um and then andor uh, who gives a shit um I don't like the change to her powers. That's weird. I don't know why. I think they don't want her to be too similar to Mr. Fantastic before Mr. Fantastic comes into the MCU. Maybe we're getting a Fantastic Four sooner than we thought. We are. Um, Mephisto. 
Oh, Mephisto confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they said Fantastic Four 2023, I believe. Or oh, okay. Maybe That's... I don't. They might not have put a date on it. So they they got to be from some other kind of dimension, right? That they, they have to account for why they didn't help. Multiverse. Like like what they did with Eternals, where they're like, why didn't you stop Thanos? No, they're just going to ask a blatant question in the middle of the movie of why they didn't do it. Or <laughs> their their result, they were in space during the snap and came back and they have power. Like, there's ways around that. They don't have to be. From- <laughs> they all were. So it have to be an, an origin movie, too? Could they have already been Fantastic Four out doing things and then come back? I will say that maybe, but the Fantastic Four isn't as well known as, say, Spider Man, like their origin story. Yeah, but I mean, they've done the origin. We've already done it twice, right? Two two live action. Well, the second one, we don't talk. That movie was. I don't want to see Uncle Ben die again. We're not going to get that. Um. So, yeah, that was the news from that. Uh, Black Panther 2 delayed again. Due to its star, and this is the star of the movie, Letitia Wright. Um, so U.S. requires all non-citizens to be vaccinated if you're coming into the country. She is not. That has been an issue on on the set a little bit. Um, but I guess they're going to do some filming in Atlanta where they do a lot of the Marvel properties. So that. Do you think she's going to be the black panther or do you think she's going to be something else and they're going to retire the black panther i don't know maybe initially i think she's going to be covid positive is what i think (laughs) i think they should retire it because she got hurt on set i thought that was she did well that is too she did get hurt on set and so yeah like august Mm -hmm. so they said she needed some more time they were going to shut it down for a while they pushed all the marvel movies back i think a little they said it's production I think a little bit is production. I think also think a little bit of it is is not oversaturating the market because um, yeah. it would have been like four Marvel movies in a year, which is good for us. But add that on top of Disney Plus and stuff, the normal, you know, movie going public that might be a little bit much. That's what I have. So if Miss Marvel gets pushed back, what fills the void in Disney Plus to carry you over? Well, that's, that's a great, the biggest problem with that streaming surface. Is that's a great question. Um, well, we do have the Book of Boba Fett coming in December, so that'll help. Hawkeye coming in two weeks. Yep, okay. Hawkeye coming in two weeks as well. That'll be over bef- like the week before Men's? Boba Fett or the same week. Is that short? How many episodes is that? They haven't said. They haven't uh, said. When's uh, Mando Season 3 going to be, RP? Mando Season 3 might not be till next December. Next December, I think, is oh, kind of the getting a bunch of other Star Wars shows, too, like Ahsoka, Obi-Wan. You're oh, eventually... Oh, well, the Disney Plus announcement, I think we might get Obi-Wan by summer. That's my am guess. I, am I wrong? Are we getting an Ahsoka show? Yeah, it's not. It's like not there yet. Yeah, okay. all of it's still all in the, production. When we did that Star Wars thing and I listed like the nine things that were being like, they were all just announced, but they don't have like dates or anything on them. Yeah. Okay. And they um, always lose it, directors who were attached to real. Yeah, like that um, Rogue Squadron is yeah, now permanently or. Yeah, permanently delayed. It's permanently delayed, but Chloe Zhao may be directing Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. You're, um, oh, have you ever finished Bad Batch? I kind of felt yeah, it stunk. I kind of oh, felt like, like it's 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 good for what it is, but it's just yeah. it's it could have been like four episodes, you know? It didn't it have been, yeah, it could have been so much better. But it's it it's entertaining, but like I want I was expecting so much more. I liked the Bad Batch; it just wasn't. It was dragged really? out. I didn't need gotcha. a full season of them. I, it could have been exactly. like, a, like a little mini series. Gotcha. And plus, like, it was all about Omega, who's like a kid or supposed to be like a kid. So then it felt like it was just Mandalorian, like these guys protecting mm. this kid all the time. Yeah. Gotcha. 
but Nick, to answer your question, um, potentially She-Hulk might be the next Marvel property that hits Disney Plus. Um, if yeah, do we know uh, if she's going to be a lawyer? I think so. Yeah, they. I would really enjoy if She-Hulk is like Law and Order. Like it's, they don't even acknowledge that she's She-Hulk. It's like a straight Law and Order show. It's just she's big and green. There's rumor that. Uh, uh, Matt Murdock shows up, but it's a variant of Matt Murdock. I have no idea. I think that uh, would be really awesome, though. Just like a straight, like she's like yelling, like Law and Order SVU on Disney Plus. I want SVU. I want Special Victims. I don't Ice know if that's the, the right. Yeah, thing. I want S- I want Ice Cube explaining things. <laughs> Good old John Mulaney bit. Um, but uh, just kind of wrap this up because we do yeah, have wait, a lot. Can you talk about to. Spider-Man for a minute? I'm I'm really not happy with how much is leaking from this movie. So fuck John Campion. That's who you can blame. I haven't seen it. I am sort of like, aware of what. Who are we fucking? Uh, so uh, John Campion is somebody that I've known for a while, and Nick and I were talking about this. He used to be on AMC Movie Talk back in like when I was in high school, and then he moved to Collider, and then he eventually moved to his own you know, talk show on YouTube. He leaked a picture of something from Spider-Man that was a big deal. He's just the one that leaked stuff. I, that, that's, he, I just didn't hear the name that you said. So their own trailer, though. Like, could you imagine being in the theater and Doc Ock and Green Goblin show up? Like, I wish I didn't know that. I feel like they, were, they, they took that from me. I mean, Alfred Molina blew that. That's why they showed. That's why it was in the trailer? Because he blew it. Now it's the poster, too. Yeah. yeah, well, they showed Doc Ock because Alfred Molina back in like April was like, "Hey, I'm in this movie. I'm a I'm a slut. I'll do anything." I don't like that. I, I wish I wish I, I could have been surprised. Well, tell Alfred Molina to shut the fuck up. Like I don't I don't know. Uh, and then got I I was surprised. So it's Sony. I really believe it's Sony because I think Marvel would have kept all not Molina talking, but. A lot of that stuff under wraps, save Goblin for the screen, just showed Doc Ock. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot about the movie is known. And I, uh, it's, it's, it's how, very unfortunate. I wish I relieved, knew. How relieved must Tom Holland feel that someone else ruined the movie? And he doesn't stink as bad. Yeah. yeah. Was he trying like this day still to act like it still yes. hasn't been spoiled? He's yeah. like, he's like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Who are they? <laughs> I, people believe me <laughs> i'm in it i'm telling you guys so i didn't go i immediately blocked everything spider-man i don't want to see anything spider-man i'm not watching i'm not looking at replies at anything on twitter anymore nope it's just i don't want it spoiled because e- e- even though it's the worst kept secret about what we're talking about seeing any footage of them any pictures of them would kind of ruin even though it is possible worst kept secret even though nothing's confirmed but anyway he went can't be a leak this picture that he thought was fake nobody's yeah. confirmed it's real but so even, even if they're fake they get clicks so yeah and he's like he i don't know all why the dice I, on it yeah he's like i don't know why i leaked this but i also did get three thousand followers overnight so you suck dude fuck you Game. um so Game. we are I want to ask you, how do you avoid Spider-Man like, with blocking just spoilers? We're just blocking Spider-Man. I got an eternal spoiler from <laughs> from a, from an OSHA search. Yeah, yeah, I don't OSHA know. was trending, and I got a uh, got, got an eternal spoiler. Yeah, I don't know, man. That sucked. <laughs> um, which 
just one more thing, because before I, I do want to get into our topic, because we do have a lot. To, we're th- almost 30 days away from Spider-Man. Uh, we've been, I've made it this far without having something big spoiled, and I just really hope it stays that way for everyone out there. Um, I posted the today. I posted the poster and warned everybody who's a follower to hey, really just avoid searching or looking at anything Spider-Man because you're there's a really good chance somebody's going to spoil it for you because that's the the world we live in. Um, but one more thing before we get to that, it's Disney Plus Day on Friday today, and one thing that I care about. And I don't know about if any of you care about is that IMAX ratio is coming to Disney Plus. So you, 30, you said that. What does that mean? So the full screen. It'll be full screen. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait to not notice that. It's just frustrating because you buy the Blu-rays expecting to get this and they never give it to you and now it's on Disney Plus. Um it's something that, like I said, I care about. I knew you guys wouldn't care about. But it's kind of a big deal, which it also shows a partnership with IMAX and the continuing that movie theater goers are interested in large format um, for like No Time to Die and I think Venom even and Dune. Like all the ticket sales were a lot of a majority of them came from IMAX. So people are. Did you see Dune in theaters? I I did. Dune are probably sick in theaters. Was, which we'll get to. So I think that's all I have to talk about. So let us get into our first topic of the day, which is Marvel's latest film, Eternals. So we are here to talk about Eternals. If you have not seen the film, why haven't you? We're in, you know, second week. You've had 10 days to go see the film. Uh, if you have it, stop here or skip maybe a half hour and listen to us talk about Dune. But for now, we're going to talk about Eternals. Brother Brian, you'll listen anyway because you don't care. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, he might have seen it. I don't know if he saw it or not yet. Yeah, he's, he's just he's just along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. he is. you love it. Uh, so Game of Thrones, but listens to our Game of Thrones podcast. That's oh, he's, he got to hear the anger about how bad the season was. So, I mean, if anything, we, we helped him. We, we saved him a series. <laughs> well, well, speaking of Game of Thrones, Eternals was released on November 5th, uh, budget of $200 million, opening weekend, $71 million, 162 global opening, music by, I'm going to butcher his name, so it's just a Game of Thrones composer. That's where you start with that comment, that speaking of Game of Thrones, <laughs> you list a bunch of statistics. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's how I do things. You now. said, speaking of Game of Thrones, November fifth. I'm like, what was the big Game of Thrones? That's the day November Ned 5th. died. I don't know if you guys know that or not. It's a big. Uh, but it stars uh, a former Game of Thrones alum, Richard Madden. Uh, Kit Harrington is in the film as well. Uh, Gemma Chan, Angelina Jolie, Brian Tyree Henry, Liam McHugh, uh, Don Lee. Uh, Lauren Ridloff, uh, Barry Keoghan, and yeah. Sama Hayek. I think I got them all. Forgot Kumail. And Kumail Nagiani. So the synopsis of the film is the Eternals. Jack, for you to forget his name on that movie. For like 20 minutes of screen time. It was his own accord. It was, he was his Marvel. own. <laughs> he did, Marvel didn't ask him to do that. He did it on his own. Um, so the synopsis is the Eternals, a race of immortal beings with human powers, 
with superhuman powers who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years reunite to battle the evil deviants, but everything changes when they learn about the emergence which will cause the destruction of the planet. Uh, so, this is a review. This isn't a deep dive into the movie. Um, we're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and... This is not spoiler-free, though, right? Uh, no, it's not spoiler-free. Okay. There is spoilers in this. I just want to make sure before I did any spoiling. Yeah, so like I said, skip ahead 30 minutes. Um, I will put in the show notes when we're finished talking about Eternals and so that you can listen to Dune. So I saw Eternals three times opening weekend, unintentionally. I saw it on our early screening. Me and Bob went for the podcast. Um, Dick invite. What? Dick invite. What? Dick invite. Dick invite. He, you invited your dick, apparently. Oh, never mind. Just, just cut that. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, it's getting left in there. I'm very confused. Are you mad you invited to go to that? No, no. he wasn't. I, I was trying to fuck around, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't go Thursday. Forget it. I was too busy coaching championship volleyball teams. I'm sorry, Shane. <laughs> yeah. So I was weighing. I'm like, do I just wait? And then I was like, let me call Bob. Let me, I know Bob can't go tomorrow. Let, let's see if he wants to go. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, literally called me Tuesday to go Wednesday, and mm-hmm. the fact that I was free was shocking. So yeah, I, I was that. I was expecting a big fat no. Yeah. Um, so I saw it three times, uh, twice in IMAX, once in regular. How dare I? Um, I like this. I didn't Did love you the throw film. up when you watched it in regular definition, <laughs> dude. I thought I was having diarrhea. It's just, <laughs> uh, I like this movie. I didn't love it. I thought it was good. I think it had a lot of great character moments. I think it had really cool action scenes. Drug in the middle a little bit, and I think that was kind of the killer. But it is definitely an overstuffed movie, without a doubt. Um, but I think it had to be. Um, that's kind of just my off-the-top-of-the-head thoughts. Um, Nick, what do you think of the film? I think I would agree with you that I enjoyed it. I don't really know how it's getting the hate it is but it definitely was an over i would say stuffed movie and it really kind of dragged at times like just like the repeat of like all right present the past now we got to see each and every person coming down the the movie we had to read like kind of relive that every time we met a new a new character you know Going into this movie, you th- I thought it was like, okay, they're going to team up and then go fight. No, this is a team up movie. This movie's all about them just getting back together. And then in the end, they do fight yeah. you know, the bad guy or whatever. Yeah. And some of it leads to some like good, like, you know, like scenes I like in the movie and stuff. But then other times when they're just moving all around, like, one of the things I struggled to understand was like where everyone lived and then like, how it all tied up and how they were moving around at once, kind of like, I guess we'll get later into it, but Selma Hayek's character and Richard Madden, I, I, when they kind of like reveal like everything that happened, I was like, wait, so he flew there, you know, kills her, yeah. flies back. I'm like, Superman. Oh, so, what, so what Nick's talking about, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, is that uh, so they they learned that the celestial Arishim is who think of it as he's a god to them. They they do everything for Arishim. 
the point of the Eternals being on the planet is to stave off the Deviants and kind of remain there until there's enough energy from the population. The population, right? The population will build, allow war and conflict, basically to maximize the population any way they can. It's intellectual population. Isn't that like the main thing of well, it? Needs intellectual life. Well, they needed they needed wars that was intellectual would evolve. So then the more yeah. you evolve, the more medicine you That's have, the more population you can is. have. That was kind of like the argument. Yeah. So they wanted war because war spurs like gross and ad- adaptation, and then they're gonna like create medicines and things like that yeah. so that you can have more people alive at once. Yeah, they needed the energy is what they actually needed, but they needed mm-hmm. the population to create it. Yeah, so they needed the energy for the celestial buried in the core of the planet to basically come alive and then destroy the planet known as the emergence ajax Selma hayek's character is aware of it icarus richard madden's character is aware of it because Selma hayek tells him but the audience isn't aware of it the audience isn't aware of it until or isn't aware that icarus knows it either yeah until about there's an exposition dump about an hour into the movie that kind of tells you all of this, but you don't find out about Icarus until about forty-five like 40 minutes, minutes ago. I think they pulled off pretty good. Like I, yeah, really. No, I feel like it kind of it worked, and it didn't come off as like it came up kind of surprising. It wasn't like a complete shocker, but I think it they worked. It worked pretty well. I was surprised. RP was not. He he kind of leaned over and said like he he didn't trust Icarus from the start when it happened. But yeah, I I what I I said to you I was like I just didn't tr- he just and I don't know if that's Richard Madden's acting I don't know what it was I was like Scottish. We talked about that. Richard Madden might be one of the hardest actors to. I always go, is he good at acting? <laughs> Every role he's he's. So in. they talk about that on one of my podcasts, and they said that. Is he? But they said he's awesome in The Bodyguard, which I think I might watch, which is a show. But Acting is if he's, he's handsome, so you let he it He is handsome. But the I was also, handsome. There's no denying the guy's handsome. <laughs> but I was like, this is the character of Icarus. So this is very much Icarus is very present. But I just like, there was something about him that I just didn't trust him. So that's why I leaned over to Bob and said, um, I thought it was a good twist. Yeah, I so, liked it. I, was, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, so... So anyway, they gather this intelligent life. The Celestial's born. The emergence happens. Um, and then it comes to a point where Ajax Samuel, Samuel Hayek wants to stop this from happening and reunite the Eternals. Icarus does, doesn't want that to happen. So he kills not himself, but he leads Ajax to her death. Um, and the, the Deviants, who weren't really necessary for this film, um, even though they're like the moral enemy of the Eternals, uh, absorbs Ajax's power and it continues to grow, and that ends up being Crow. Um, and then, you know, spoiler alert, they all find out and they're able to save the planet. So that's kind of the plot of the Eternals, um, leaving out a lot of really good character moments, I think. Um, so I, I kind of cut Bob off as he was starting to go. Uh, no, I just sure. talking about the twist. You didn't think the deviants were necessary? Uh, no, I, I mean, if you didn't, you would be very confused because the, the bad guy in this film, it's it's Arishim and it's Icarus. Those are the and then obviously the deviants. The deviants are you could have gone away without doing it, but the deviants are basically the reason that Icarus 
still unites with the characters. Even though I feel like one. you need the Deviants to explain the Eternals' existence on Earth to begin with. Though. Yeah, because one doesn't exist without the other. I thought they were kind of cool. They I like them. Avatars, I but I thought they were kind of cool. Yeah, they looked like avatars. This was, threw me off, but I thought it was a cool idea. Just like one of the many things in there that you could have maybe just made a movie or something on just in there. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. What I think. One of my favorite parts of the movie was when they were back, like in ancient times, just fighting the deviants. Like, I thought that was really cool. Well, I yeah, think that, but I do think that that's not necessarily, they weren't essential to the movie, mm-hmm. but. I think they really, they do. I think they're a cool aspect of it. That is one of the. I think you need the deviants to. Without the deviants, you don't have a twist. Exactly. As well. That's what I mean. If you. Yeah, because they need to. They need to have a fake purpose. They're a good plot device. Exactly. If they're not there, you're like, well, who's the bad guy? Yeah. Kind of like uh, in Guardians Two, I was like, who's the bad guy? And then it was like, oh, it's ego. Um, Nick, Nick on the ride home actually had a really good point about um, ego. Where he's like, man, how many how many people have secret things hidden in the earth that we just don't know about? <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> similarity. So Shane, I didn't really get to you. What did you think of the movie? I really enjoyed it. I, I thought they did a good job of giving us the background without it too much being an origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, and like going into it, I didn't really know much about Eternals, but luckily previously recorded had an episode all about it. Um, Listen so to it on the ride to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to going and seeing it again. Yeah, I mean, I saw it three times. Um, and, and each time it was better. Um, I think it's just a, it's a when you when you see a movie like this where it's overstuffed and there's a lot going on, a second viewing is not essential, but it's more enjoyable. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, when we, me and Bob saw it, I was like, you know, he leaned over at the end. I was like, you know, that did feel long. And I was like, yeah, it did. And the second time, I was like, oh, fuck, this movie's over. Because in my head, I'm like, all right, well, we're through the Amazon. Now the movie's essentially over. But um, well, yeah, now, now that I feel like I know a little bit more background on the on all the characters, I, I think I, I, I'd enjoy it a little more. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of like our on the top, like just right off the top thoughts of the movie. Um, I think it's getting a lot of heat unnecessarily. I do agree that there is a lot of some things to critique. And we don't talk about and we don't really take into consideration on this podcast rotten tomatoes so i'm going to leave it out of here i'm going to leave that uh, that section out of here um i just want to mention that i do think this movie's getting heat and hate um that's really not necessary and more more than it deserves more than it deserves and doesn't represent i think it's just because it's different so so if you cut out say 20 to 30 minutes of, of when it when it drags? Do you think it, it, it ups the score a little nah, bit? Yeah, because I think people still are going to hate the concept. And this, what I'm going to say next is something that we typically don't talk about on this podcast, but um, I've seen it actually kind of mentioned a lot recently, is that female directors in the action category tend to get more hate and nitpick reviews than um, male variety put out a piece on that and also chloe Zhao coming off of her academy award win um kind of opens her up for that as well B- believe it if you want take into consideration if you want um like i said this movie is rated very low around tomatoes unnecessarily i think um, and i think a lot of people agree with that fans of the marvel universe 
it did get a B cinema score, which if you're going to go by any score, that's, that is the score to go by. Um, even though Dear Evan Hansen got an A minus, which that movie is fucking awful. Um, cause cinema score is just, you get handed a pamphlet when you're hand walking out of the theater and you hand it to the theater attendant as you're leaving. Um, and it just surveys the crowd. what you think about the movie? And this got a B, which was the lowest in the MCU. Um, I, I do think it's a very decisive film in terms of the MCU. I do think there's going to be people like us that enjoyed it. There is obviously going to be people that loved it, but there's going to be people that uh, I, I feel more than any MCU movie feel a little bit indifferent to it um, where they like the characters, but it was just a lot to unpack. So what, I know that this is one of the things that you kind of are going to bring up too, but like if you had to justify why it's not a, getting the scores that other MCU movies are getting, what do you think it is? I think it is the, I think it drags, I, you know, I really think it's that there's parts it's that of middle, movie. like that second act. It's, it's the Amazon man, where there's a really cool action yeah. sequence in it. It just slows the pace down of the movie. And there's a lot of good, character stuff there but in terms of overall pace i think that's it and i also think you know i think marvel's done a really good job which you know between their shows i mean their movies and their shows especially wandavision and loki really opening us up for a spoonful of weirdness and things that we're not used to but i do think that this for some people might be a little confusing or just hard to digest and it just it wasn't their um type of film i think that might be it uh because other than that i mean it's got great action it's got some good humor um and probably it was just not enough kumel that's probably why people were upset that's always every movie i've watched <laughs> i think that that's been one of the problems mm-hmm. in so, history Airbud, not enough uh, Kumail. That, that was that's like that one of the things i was hearing about people was that he was one of the only like two or three characters who were pretty much trying to play something a little bit different when so many of them tried to play and they said this is really hard when you try to do with someone who's been alive for like a long period of time mm-hmm. either they kind of have to be a little bit like crazy because just living for so long or they come kind of come off like they're over it all and they yeah. said too many people kind of went with, they didn't know that was directing or if that was kind of yeah. actor choice, but a lot of people kind of went with that same tone. And when you have so many people doing it, but. No, that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a good, that is a really good point, Dick. It's, it's tough. That's what I mean, Bob. It's just like, it's tough. Like it's, they are, the characters I thought were really cool. Um, but it is, you, you put that immortal, it's sometimes hard to get behind, but I was shocked to see one dead within the first like 15 minutes of the movie. So yeah, I'm yeah, not, that, I'm... yeah that was what I thought the, the movie, like I think you know, Shane would walked out, like said like how justice league kind of has to deal with like, like godlike level characters. And I thought they kind of walked a good line in this movie of like making them seem, even though they're, you know, eternal, that you they're think not. That this was better than Justice League? Because Snyder yeah. Cut is the greatest film. Except well, it didn't have the enough blueprint. This is the blueprint. <laughs> it's a blueprint. Um, it so... did have a Justice League vibe to me. Yeah. Only you that... didn't have to explain everyone's backstory because you could do it all at once. Yeah, that's what Bob said plus, to me when the movie ended. Plus Cersei was basically Wonder Woman. Yeah. As far as her present day occupation and what she was doing and all that stuff i guess yeah 
Apparently, if you live forever, you work at a museum. That becomes your job. (laughs) So one ever wonders. In the beginning of the movie, which we will get to, when she made that stagger, I was like, okay, this is going to be like an important part of the movie. And it's not at all. It's just just there. Um, important. But Shane, what did you like most about this movie? And what did you like least? Most? Um, the characters. Um, I forget her name, but the, the speedster. Bakari. I liked her a lot. I really liked Gilgamesh. Um, really didn't like that he died. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Oh but, my god. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie, don't listen. As my new bit, by the way, I know this is unrelated. <laughs> Is that while I'm wearing a mask, I like to cover my mouth when I'm shocked. (laughs) With a mask on, I go and do stuff like that. I almost did that there, but I don't have a mask on. It's not funny. Um, The other characters, definitely. I'm excited. Um, I don't know if if the second movie hasn't even been confirmed yet, right? But I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Kit Harrington. So they've said something that they kind of do say a lot, but also... Before a movie comes out, the producer, Nate Moore, I believe is his name, said, we are building this to be a self-contained movie where a sequel isn't necessary. So they're not going to... And then the end credit scenes have it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, but they say that with every movie. Well, we're just worried about this one. We're not worried about the next one. You know, there's a lot. And I think this is a launching point of the next phase of the MCU. I think it's going to be a very important movie to the next phase mm-hmm. of the MCU. Did you think this movie was the first time? It just felt like here and there, depending on the character, that it felt like they were kind of spear, like trying to push in like things related to the MCU a little bit too much. Like, like especially Strange. the name Thanos was like said, I'm like, okay, like it was just dropped and it didn't I feel think, as organic. I think so. I think they wanted to remind people that hey, this is in, you know, cat, you know. Captain America lives in this universe, or yeah, like whatever. RP, I changed my answer. My favorite part is first MCU sex scene <laughs> that they <laughs> shot in IMAX. This Out is, of nowhere. This, is this scene is which we saw in an IMAX, and you can tell the difference between when it's not and it is because the full yeah. screen and because of how big RP's burner gets. <laughs> Very true. Unexpected, just enjoying the movie, and then bam, Cersei's getting plowed. Yep. There was a thrust in there, but they filmed that scene in IMAX. Completely dicked down in IMAX. Mm-hmm. 4K Ultra HD. Uh, was there a full-on thrust in that scene? There was a full-on thrust. I gotta see this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was also the fir- MCU's first gay kiss, which yeah, was a big deal. upset about for yeah. some reason. Fuck off. Fuck off yeah. if you're upset oh. about that. Grow the fuck. So I will say, this really upset me we, when, we saw it for the th- when I saw it for the third time. Um, we were in the theater and I heard in the row somebody say disgusting during that part and they were being dead serious. That's I, our uh, that's our crumb bum of the week. Yep, that's our crumb bum of the week. I was like, when the movie was over, I was we like, didn't plan that, but fuck that guy. That's yeah. the crumb bum of the week. Upset about the IKEA furniture in that home. Fall collection, IKEA. Yeah, people were upset about the IKEA comment though, Nick. They were because that's that I've been to, like I said, I've been to the movies a lot during the month of October. I have seen that trailer a lot, and it always ends with the IKEA collection joke. Which I think, if it wasn't in the trailers, that joke would have fucking killed. People would have loved it. I think all of these, like I know he's like Rotten Tomatoes and everything, and it's the weird one of the weirdest ones because it's like let's take all these critics who grade movies a certain way and just make them into a really broad thing. And there's all these little things in this movie that 
maybe another MC movie might have him, but it kind of tips the other way. Mm-hmm. This one, they kind of finally went, you know what? Damn, yep. It's rotten. Like under my scale, hell, so, I think it's a rotten movie, technically. So Rotten Tomatoes is an infuriating concept. Not infuriating, but it's infuriating how many people misjudge what a Rotten tomato score is. It's just taking the consensus, and it takes literally most of the times a snippet from a review, and it gives it a grade. Whether And if you read some of the fresh scores, you'll be like, why is this fresh? And if you read some of the rotten, you know, blurbs you'll be like why is this rotten but it's just saying that 48 percent of critics like this movie that's all it says um but yeah i agree nick it's it's very nitpicky i think it's just a very very divisive movie what you what did you uh like about this movie and what didn't you like about this movie i i liked the movie in general i i actually was very i mean it's characters you said that before so i was like interested in them I liked Dickers. I liked Fastos. 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 Shane said Gil- Gilgamesh. He was my favorite. I said that afterwards. Mm-hmm. Thought he was very funny. Um, I'm a nerd, and like uh, the Black Knight, so I was big into Dane Whitman and like very excited about uh, anything that Kit Harrington was doing. So I wanted to see what was going to happen there. Uh, I mean, as a Game of Thrones fan too. That had to be. I loved Kid Harrington yeah. and Richard Madden in the same movie in general. And then uh, RP was sitting next to me, and I don't know if Nick or Shane know this, but I'm also like pretty gay for Harry Styles. <laughs> so I was super excited when he came <laughs> on the screen. Oh, that's what I liked the least. Um, whenever we started clapping in the theater, I hate that. Oh, they did that? That's Everyone clapped for Harry Styles, and everyone clapped um, at another part. I forget what or other Blade. part. It was, right the, no, it was right in the beginning, because I remember Bill was like, oh, that's what we're doing? That's what we're doing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was bad. developing his set. Uh-huh. I didn't like, and these are the two things that I picked out immediately. It was slow in the middle. I was very distracted for the entire probably first half hour. Uh at the idea that uh what's her name hold on because you were just staring at Salma Hayek no the, the idea that Makari was in Babylon and oh, using yeah. American sign language that bothered me uh I, I it really I couldn't I couldn't wrap my mind around it and it distracted me for probably a solid half hour and then at the end of the movie this was the big one that RP just laughed at me when I said something about the amount of water that should have been displaced by that thing coming out of the earth would have caused a lot of damage. And I wanted to know what happened there. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We got the, uh, we got uh damage control movie. I said Australia had to have lost some coastline there, but they're just not is, mentioning it. Is that celestial just going to be frozen through the earth forever? So that is, and uh, that is almost a spitting image of the comic. Um, it was a yellow celestial more so out of the ground. Uh, but yeah, is it just I there guess, like a statue almost now yeah i guess so i guess that we're going to see this uh, a lot um but since it's frozen in ice will global warming eventually thaw it out so was it frozen I, or was it marble yeah i thought it was marble i so this is a great question because there there's a scene where they show there's water coming off of it which could still just be from the unit from displaced the- water 
misplaced water coming out yeah. of it. It I, does kind of look like ice, but it also does look like marble. Yeah, but I, also, I you can argue that Cersei's ice doesn't melt. You could argue that. If it's marble, could I get it? Could I get pieces of it for my countertop? Uh, they do sell them at Ikea. Fall collection. Yeah, a family who needs a brand new kitchen table. <laughs> but what, if, what if Cersei dies? Does everything she transformed turn back? Or does it stay? Shane, I'm not dealing with you right now. Okay. Shane, I, right. yeah, Shane, you're the suit in Washington. You figure that shit out. Yeah. I'm asking the hard-hitting questions, RP. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, I well, know we had Geraldo well, Rivera on the show today. Well, Shane clearly would have gave this a rotten review. Because yeah. uh, it didn't I, go I into to, the, the, I need the biology. To be, I need to be good for the Eternals half, because I have no idea what happened in Dune, and I'm just not going to talk to him that part. <laughs> So, so this is you struggle with Dune so, so much. I so really, I think, it. I really think I have, a, I have this figured out. But I'm gonna save it till we get to Dune. I'll just do it now. So when we went to the to see Eternals, we were in the movie theater. Shane doesn't touch his phone when we're in the movie theater. Shane, how Wait, much what? of your phone did you? How much time did you spend on your phone watching Dune? It really wasn't. I just, it was just so long. I think I just got bored. He was like, look at the wall. He's <laughs> <laughs> thinking about like, I should paint this wall. Okay, well, I thought you might have. I thought you might have been on your phone, Shane, because because that's how you watch no, movies. I mean, I was, I, see, I knew we were. I knew we were um, recording, so I was actually like trying to pay attention. It just, I, I don't know. It just. Shane was also like very adamant that he didn't want to watch Dune until twenty twenty three when Part Two came out, and I was like, just watch the fucking movie. <laughs> um, Nick, I, didn't, I only wanted to watch the scenes with Zendaya in it, but then <laughs> three minutes later, I said, I guess I can watch the whole movie now. <laughs> but then Zendaya um, in it. Nick, did I go to you already asking you what you liked and what you Can liked? I add one more before oh, Nick starts? I didn't really like Sprite. A lot of people did it. I thought um, her character's tricky. I will agree with you. I I was kind of happy with what they did with Sprite because towards the end of the movie, I'm thinking, how the hell are they going to keep having Sprite be this age mm-hmm. and not explain why she looks older now so i like i like the character and i liked what they did with it but just i don't know if it was the actress or if it was just like the whole angsty thing for two and a half hours i just didn't love like, can I, like, you can you imagine being this yeah. stuck but, a child that's what i'm saying like i liked that concept and that she was pissed about it but also kind of got like old to me pretty quick wouldn't yeah. it be easier for cersei to just change her appearance rather than make her human like wouldn't that make more sense I mean, I then she was still angry when she was human. Change her appearance is an artificial thing. Make her actually human. I think it allows her to still show up because fall in love and and grow up. I think it it was saying that it took a lot of power. Like she still had some leftover from what was it when everybody was yeah that she had enough. What did they call it? It wasn't a hive mind. Unimind. Unimind. So in the comic books, um, Sprite is essentially Icarus. They swap places, essentially. It's a little different, but Sprite's the villain mastermind behind bringing the Celestial out. Was a child? So is that story from the comic run, the Neil Gaiman? It's very, it's different, but it's very similar to Neil Gaiman's run, yes. Right. Wait, they, they just switch roles? They don't switch powers, right? Did he say he loved a child? Sprite what? is just this. Sprite's no. the villain. It's no, he did not say he loved a child, no. <laughs> you said they flipped roles, so I mean... No, just... I just mean that Sprite was kind of the bad, was the bad guy. In that. I got you, RP. We're not, we're not getting into that pedophilia show in this episode. Sprite, Sprite being the bad guy would have made more sense, because... Her motives, yes. Yeah. But they look at its devotion 
Icarus but is then how, to how are you going to have like a boss fight with Sprite? Like she's not really, she can't really take on the whole thing. Like Loki. She's like, Loki. all right, I cut Nick off. Nick, I'm sorry. What'd you uh, like? What'd you not like? Things that we already talked about that I like. I like the concept of how they had their powers worked and going like, like how they like made it robotic in a way and magical, like how they all, how they kind of worked. I thought that was unique and different. And then kind of, it felt like it didn't like you said like the pacing threw me off with it and then kind of like they had a lot of really good ideas but i feel like they would just kind of stop short with them and then it would make it come off kind of clunky like how we're just talking about the ending where you know you have devotion and you're seeing like you know like he stays out of it for ideology per like purposes and that's really Which, realistic and higher concept which but bothered it me off as like Oh, we want a because it's MCU. Like we want a big fight and see them all go at it with each other. Mm-hmm. When they kind of went with like a more, you know, about like ideals and how there's a lot Which... of happens and realistically would happen and things people would just stay out of it, but agree probably with one. Which so. suits the Eternals, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and they kind of just wrap this up. Um, what I really liked about it was I thought it was shot beautifully. Um, I think it's probably the m- best shot Marvel movie. Um, great, like just a, just a couple of things kind of together. Really good action, like I said at the top. Um, and but I really, really liked the characters. That was the best part of the movie. My favorite was Makari. What I didn't like uh, about the movie was the Amazon. You know, I just really think it slowed the movie down. I think it was necessary, um, but I wish they found maybe a better way to do it that didn't fuck with the pacing. Um, most of the, most of the Drew parts, I thought, were when it kind of slowed down, and I'm kind of like, wait, what's kind of going yeah. on? It's like the Aztecs is where it starts. Yeah, which took him that long for him to be like, you know what? This is the this is the which um, the opening scene of the movie centuries to cut it off at. The opening scene of the movie is great. Um, I jumped pretty fierce when that uh, thing came out. I just wanted to say. I had one point, uh, they kind of made Druig kind of seem like a bad guy a little bit. Oh, in the comics, he is. But I I, I understood where he was coming from. Where, like, yeah. he had, like, centuries gone by where he was told, like, he could stop all war, basically, on the entire planet. And he yep. just had to sit by and watch I it. Think, I think, well, I think it was good in that regard where I kind of understood where everybody was coming from. Yeah. yeah. I really liked how they handled him a mm-hmm. lot. Because I, I don't give a shit about him in the comic books. I could care less. And I really did. I, I felt for him. And I feel like they did a really good job in this movie of making you care about everyone. Makar, the, I changed my what I didn't like about this movie is that the best characters have the least amount of screen time. Makari mm-hmm. shows up right at the start of the third act. Kumail is not in it for nearly enough. Um, and I actually really like Fastos a lot. And he wasn't in it too, too much. I really like Thena a lot, too, though. Yeah, she was cool, and I like how they handled her. Yeah, it really did. The mad weary thing was really cool. Yeah, I, so I think it's just like, it's just like there's something. It's just I think of the overstuffness of the movie that's really yeah. holding it back. Like, I didn't really level. feel like personally. I didn't feel like it was that overstuffed. I, I felt like they had to explain these characters. I felt like they didn't do a terrible job of doing it. It's not like they had to give everybody an origin, like Justice League type situation. You knew where they all came from. They each got the kind of their own thing. Yes, could we have had more Macari? Could we have had more Festos? 
Absolutely. But like, I feel like the problem that people are having isn't that it's overstuffed. It's that they don't like these characters from the start. And then when it's two and a half hours of them, Hmm, it's possible. They just are like, oh, this is dumb. Do you think people don't care that much about Cersei and Icarus, but more so the other characters? Maybe people don't care because it's not Captain America. It doesn't matter exactly. It's mm-hmm. not like a that's that's team. a good that's a good possibility. Um, and it's like a team. Yeah, which I like, like. Guardians, you knew was going to fold into everything else at some point. Yeah, which I think this is the like. I really do think this is going to be a jumping off point because these are two. I have to say two of the best MCU end credit scenes, I think, ever. I don't remember being, and I had the first one spoiled for me, but not even that, uh, Pip the Troll showing up. You were fired up for Pip. I was really, which I found out why the CGI was bad for him. It's because they had to change his look for a certain movie that has started production. That's the rumor that a certain third movie changed his look and it's just started production guardians of the galaxy guardians of the galaxy oh yeah which makes sense because pip the troll and adam warlock are intertwined um but that was cool and then mashallah ali fucking dude goosebumps i was like holy fuck that was not that was the last thing i was expecting from that but i do think the cosmic and you know we're going to be able to introduce Galactus, like this is this is our first so like ego was a living brain in, in in the cosmos and he's technically a celestial, but this is the next phase of the MCU. It's just it's it's this is a good starting off point. I did have a couple more things like the tier. Um so we talk about the tiers of the MCU films and the top five Marvel movies, but we have spent enough time talking about Eternals that I think I'll have to save that for another podcast. Um I will just say no real face is his top middle bottom. Yeah. I do think a lot of people have said that this would have been better served as a Disney plus series, but I know why they didn't do a Disney plus series and they did made it a movie. Um, But yeah, so we, we've talked between the four of us that this is a, I have rated this as a middle, like a top middle tier MCU movie. So that got producer Nick, going like what are the tiers of the mcu and so i think it's nice to just bring it down to top middle and bottom um, do another episode where we actually say what's in what tier so yeah so that we'll tease that i guess that'll be our tease for the next movie or the, oh, that'll be our tease for another podcast sorry guys breaking it to you we're live <laughs> um i think we, we're going to take on that challenge breaking down the tiers of the mcu but before I do that, the writers of so Ryan and Kaz Furpo said that the door is definitely open for world-eating villains, which is a reference to Galactus. So, so I think we all kind of know. I, I part of me thought that Silver Surfer might have been in the end credit scene as well, but um, I think that's enough about Eternals today. Clearly, they cast a Silver Surfer before we move on. They have not. Okay, um, I, was, I was curious because you know that like leaks that there's somebody like the Harry Styles thing. Yeah, I really want to see. Before we go on to next, I really want to see a sequel. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, for sure. I want to see. Um, I guess who was it? Makari, Droog, Kamal. The rescue mission, basically. I want to see that. Yeah, that would be cool. 
Yeah, I mean, they left us on a cliffhanger, too. And then so. Kid had, like, like uh, Dane Whitman is his own thing. Well, well they, it said they the left, Eternals will return, so. They yeah. left us without Kumail, too. Like, he, he says, sorry, I'm not going to help you in this final. Well, no, he's in the, he's in he's the a Sprite. He is? He's living normally, isn't he? Or did they take yeah, him? Yeah, no, he's, uh, no, they did take him. They took him, they only took him, Fastos, and Cersei. Those three, okay. that was it. And Sprite's a human now, so she doesn't matter anymore. Yep. Uh, Nick, do you want to see a sequel? Yeah, I want to. I think there's plenty of there's interesting. Agreed. Still, I think they could even do a Disney Plus series now of just one episode per Eternal, and just give like a little bit of a backstory that wasn't in the movie. Do like their how they spent their lives, basically. Yep. Um, cool. So, a movie that I actually think is very similar is Dune. All right, Nick, you have the Jesus right, take the I'm wheel. Lord, I got my spice right here. <laughs> oh my God, he's spiced up. <laughs> Can we explain that for the listeners, please? The listeners, that Nick is has a can of Stella that he put a post-it note on in which he wrote spice. In what looks like a highlighter. Yes. <laughs> oh, Marketing. I talked to Paul before this. For this. By the way, Nick, I love that you're drinking Stella's. That's awesome. It's spice. Boy. <laughs> Spicy boy. That's straight from Arrakis, bro. All right, Nick. All right, Nick. Take the wheel. Here's so the plot of Dune from the name that is really, I heard it said different ways. Denis Delanouve. Why it I think is, I'm being called. So it's, it's, Dennis, it's Dennis Villanueva. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say earlier. Yeah, say, is that how he would say it, Dennis Villanueva? People call it Denny Nov, Denny Villanueva. Uh, it goes by a different name. So continue, Nick. Okay. So a mythical and emotional charge hero's journey. Dune tells the story of Paul Arteris. Trades. Trades. I said I knew I was gonna mess it up. Nick's a fucking Harkonnen. I've watched enough of these. Yeah, you are a Harkonnen. A brilliant, <laughs> a brilliant. Brilliant and get the young man born into great destiny beyond his understanding who must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply, the most precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential, which I have stored into a can, can <laughs> conquer their fear will survive. That's dude. So that I, is Dune released. On IMDb, didn't you? Because I just read that. Yes. <laughs> uh, ASRP, do you write your own? That's a little inside baseball. Um, I do sometimes. Um, so Dune was released October 22nd, excluding in the U.S. It was released earlier, uh, but on October 22nd in theaters and on uh, HBO Max. Budget of 165 million. Opening weekend, 40 million globally. 331.1 million dollars, and a sequel is greenlit already. And what was everyone's likes and dislikes of this? Because I thought it was from the beginning when I saw on Twitter, I felt like it was getting to normal. Like, okay, everyone's busting on this movie, but as time I kind of went on, I think it's grew on a lot of people, and I thought it was going to maybe. Do same as Blade Runner, was it Blade Runner 2039? And kind of had the same thing, but I think it turned kind of around. So, what was everyone's kind of overall with the thing? We start with Shane. 
Thank well, you, Shazen. What was your big overall? What was your big uh, feeling on it? I I liked it. I just I don't know. So much was happening, and it was just so many parts just I, dragged. Shane, you said it was boring. It was boring. I I still liked it though. I see. I should have rewatched it before the recording, but I was busy today. I didn't. I didn't have time to rewatch it. Um, I really liked the cast though. The cast was incredibly stacked. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Oscar Isaac. You got Zendaya for about twenty five seconds. Um, That's pushing it. Timothy Chalamet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we say his name wrong every time? Yeah, but like a different way. A different way, absolutely a different way. No, it was it was good. I I I got to re- rewatch it just because there was so much happening and there's so much lore and and uh, names of stuff that are just going over my head because I didn't know anything about this until watching the movie. Um, I think that would have helped if, if I would have researched it a bit before watching it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna rewatch it uh, just to try and figure out what the hell was going on. So I'll counter argue you with the, the research point of view. Um, the three of us went in with no research. That's not true. Oh, I've read oh you read the book. That's yeah, right. I'm so sorry. That's not, I, I had, and I, I think I've watched parts of the eighties one before, but it was so bad. I turned it off and then I forced myself to finish it today. Um, I saw a clip of it this morning. And I was like, dude, oh, I mean, if you have two hours and 15 minutes to kill, it is time well spent. It is like <laughs> incredibly bad. And if you like, especially having just watched this one and going back and watching that one, and like lines are exactly the same and stuff like that, and it's just bad, like bad, bad. And that's what people were saying they were hesitant about it. Like when I was like doing research after it was that the movie was like, is this just a thing you can't do because it's so hard and kind? Oh of- no, no, because that's not true. And we're gonna, I want to get back because I want to know what RP yeah. is going to say. But I texted the group. Yeah, there's that's their that's their shields. RP's holding his screen up. That's them fighting with their shields. And it's literally they, like a block. They look like they're on like uh, what's it, that game? No, it looks like the the Loki portal yeah. things. Like no, it look, yeah, yes, but it looks like mine Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, that's what it does look like. But uh, <laughs> so I looked up as I'm watching this movie. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. How like just bad this is. It looks like, it, like there's times where it almost looks like they're filming this movie on somebody else's set. Like, it doesn't, like, even make sense. Like, they were, like, sneaking into somebody else's set. So, it comes out in 1984. Uh, Return of the Jedi comes out in 1983. And the budget for this is, like, $15 million more than Return of the Jedi. So, there's no reason for it to be as bad as it is. It all went to Sting. It had to have. And Sting's barely in it. I just remembered that I actually made notes for the movie while I was watching it. Um one thing Live stream I really liked was all the different sh- all the different ships that they they kept throwing in, like especially the one that was uh like the like the Firefly looking ship, mm-hmm. where like yeah, the, I think it was cool. Sort of flutter that was that was cool. I liked that a lot. I forget what they call them, but some something copter, yeah, chopper or something like that. It's like um the vibro. I, I, I watched... we're on we're on computers. I can look it up. Yeah. I uh so I watched it with the subtitles on my second round, uh, which I felt was necessary. So I think it's important to put this context to it. I was the only person to see it in theaters. Um, I went and saw it at IMAX. All right, all right, okay. Which I think it's a different viewing experience. I no, nah, I think it would have been cool, but you don't have to brag. <laughs> I 
I took myself for for two reasons. One, I turned it on. And I was like, this film looks beautiful. It's shot. I was like, I want to see this. And two, just so that I could force myself to pay attention because this is, I will admit, it's it's a it's a heavy movie. There's there's a lot of lore, um, at least with like you know the MCU. There's like a point of reference for like the Eternals, but like this is there's there's nothing. You're going in. F- I went in without knowing anything, without reading or looking at reviews. Um, Plus, Timothy Shalamet in IMAX is always fun. Well, yeah, Willy Wonka himself, uh, (laughs) Timothy Charmander. uh, The boy, as John Mulaney would call him. (laughs) The boy, yes. Um, You know, this is a star-studded cast. Um, Top to bottom, you know, some people could argue that that took away from some of the movie because you want more of it. You want more of these characters that are in it for a short amount of time. Um, but yeah, I went in ex- when this movie came out. Um, Denny, Denny Noves, as some people call him, uh, took a shot at Marvel. So naturally me being the fucking fanboy that I am was like, fuck this movie. I hope nobody sees it. Um, what makes you so special? And he is pretty special. He has a really really keen eye for direction um he did blade runner 2049 which i have not watched yet but visually it's stunning um and he made a landscape that is not appealing at all very appealing and um you could just tell he had a passion for the the project and um one of the things i saw on twitter was that you know this is a this is a part one and people were criticizing him for that. And what fucking movie nowadays do you go in, especially a big blockbuster like this, and be like, yes, this is clearly, it's not building towards anything. I think this is a very self-contained movie. Watch it on its own. If they didn't make a sequel, yeah, it would suck. But you, there's a lot of unanswered questions for sure. But it's still a self-contained movie. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. Um, but we about that i think a lot of people and that is i would say still a fault of the movies and maybe it's warner brothers they didn't market it as part one no. so they said a lot of people who like knew the first like movie or read the book were like oh okay like they could change their expectations seeing it saying part one but everyone else was thrown off and i mean I you guess- can I like that though. I like that it's a part one because they did let the they flushed out a lot of things. It just had a very, I you know, at that weak kind of ending to it. Very similar. I thought it was very similar to you remember when uh, and I had a question on the like later about how you feel about movies that split books into two and shows. Do you think like because some that it works really well, but then I think of like this one had like that Hunger Games vibe where. A, something happened and you're like oh well we have 30 minutes left because we got to fill out a two-hour movie and right so one of the things set some things up one of the things i read was that they had a really hard time figuring out where to end it and i think they picked a good spot to end it yes the last half hour is kind of long um but it got me excited for the next chapter of of the movie of the you know the series and then on and i i Again, I'm going to compare everything to this 80s movie now because I sat and fucking wasted my time on it. But the 80s movie, that scene where like they cut this, so it's a two and a half hour movie, right? They get to that scene at about the hour and 
35 minute mark and then the last 40 minutes are what it's going to be this second movie yep. just rushed through there's some little fucking baby girl that shows up and she's super creepy i don't i know who she is because i watched it but like i don't that she's not explained she creeps me out i didn't want to watch it anymore and like i'm hoping that they take the time to really hash that character out so it's not just a creepy little baby that's talking to people I think that's a very important character. (laughs) No, she's super important, but I'm like, I really don't want that to be like just like plopped in like they were there. So the whole 80s movie is narrated over by a princess, and she's just like, and then they learned the ways (laughs) of the Fremen, and then boom, fast forward. Now, fucking Paul's eyes are blue, and we're fucking going, we're moving now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I am excited. I am super excited to see part two. Um, They put the legwork in to build this world and that's something that i love with movies what is built is world building i think that's why i liked it so much like that was the thing i liked like was it long yes was it boring at times kind of i think i think i if it wasn't the actors and the actresses that it was i think i would have been more bored Mm -hmm. maybe that's why they that might have been why they went for big names that's what i'm saying like i was so invested in like who was on the screen but like by the time the movie was over, I felt like I understood this world fairly well to the point where, like, the second movie, now I'm excited for it. Yeah, that's how I came the same thing. And I thought, like, director, like, even though it got, got boring, I, it still kept that suspense and kind of like, okay, I'm still interested. Where's this going? Dude. Like, where dude, is this going? This that is That scene. And he, that's director's. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Prisoners? Like, that was one of his first movies. And that shows how he can just carry suspense who is this this prisoner. is the director oh, I, I haven't seen any of his stuff i don't i mean i saw blade runner but i was kind of like hung over that day I think. so that scene with the bene Gesserit, dude that was probably one of the most intense movie scenes i think with I, the box yes i've like ever been a part of in like an action movie like this i was so fucking intense and seeing like I know I saw it in IMAX, but like seeing that in IMAX, like the whole theater was like fucking shaking. Like it was, it was awesome. I think he did a great job. Um, and like, yes, there were things that like just creature names and, and people's names that are beneficial to have the subtitles on for things. But like, I think everybody in this did a great job. The leader of the Harkonnens, super fucking creepy, super weird. But like, I wasn't like every, anytime, like something showed up i wasn't like oh i was like okay like this makes sense like it wasn't like far-fetched and then the way they handled the exposition dumps i think were great with the with like paul's projector i thought that was so so smart um they do that in the 80s one too i think that's kind of just how it is is Um, possibly even in the book i haven't read the book in uh 10 years nine years like i read it once i have it i actually might try to reread it before the second movie comes out, but yeah, he said he wants to make three. Um, well, then there's like a Dune Messiah, you said, right? It's yeah, like which is people have said is weird, but I, who's I, your fa- I, favorite character? Um, I really like Duncan Idaho. It's just a fucking badass name, too. <laughs> like I don't. That was my answer. I don't even know if he was my favorite character, but Duncan Idaho is just fun. To I say. would say I would actually say uh, Leto, 
Nick, is that his I like, name? I like Tim, yeah. Oh, I got to know all the characters' names now. No, I'm just saying, you're running. Because you can't I, even say Atreides, so. Yeah. Leto Atreides. I do know Atreides and Harkonnen. You Harkonnen. Harken my research is, I think. Is a bullfighter bull and bull in different languages, and that's supposed to show. That, that yeah. Because yeah, his, um, his grandfather. His grandfather yeah. was a which, twice which there's a reference to in the movie. There's the statues of like bulls and bullfighting. But yeah. I really liked his relationship with Paul where he was like, he wasn't like that standard, like, you have to do this. It's like, well, if you don't really want to do this, you don't have to. He's like, I want to. It was also like, hey, look, this is how it's going to be one day. Yeah. And I don't want it either. But like, it I don't remember it exactly how he words it, but he's something like he says, like, uh, hopefully one day you, you find your way. Mm-hmm. back to this or something i forget how we exactly yeah he said maybe one day you'll find your way back to yeah. wanting to be in, cool. in the throne um his mom kind of stunk and i, say the I don't think i liked any of the bene Gesserits. i needed the best description i saw of uh jason momoa was they were reading it jason momoa rules because most of his roles are just like what if there was a dude who was fucking rad as hell <laughs> i didn't really need rage when you do it that better than anyone and since someone really it's another one says jason momoa really unparalleled at playing a guy who has the temperament of a loyal dog and is also the deadliest man alive that's like he that's... is a human form of a golden laugh <laughs> that is the most accurate description i've ever heard of jason uh, momoa. also like when you first see him one of the first things he says is my boy but yeah. you 100 percent know he like ad-libbed yeah. that and it just I, uh... it just I love no, when he was like legitimately put on- that's the line in the 80s. One. Oh, really? Yeah, when Duncan Idaho comes into the room. Same because a lot of them, like I said, like same scenes, same lines for a lot of some of these scenes. It's weird. Well, I, I mean, I guess one- if it's off a book, you know. I saw this one post on Twitter. It was like they definitely made Jason Momoa shave his beard to make me fall in love with Oscar Isaac more easily. And it <laughs> 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 looked weird without a beard. But Oscar Isaac looked fucking good. I also liked um, Kyra, like the in-betweener from the government. Yeah, the the I know who you're talking about. The one that she it's not the the something Afri- of change. The African American girl who was the was a Furman. She was a Fremen, yeah. Fremen, Fremen. I thought she was cool. I thought she was really cool. I, there was a lot of. She I mean, helped like, them into like the the tunnels and stuff. She kind of like, helped them escape. Everything about this movie was really cool. Like. This for me is like an 85 out of 100 movie. Um, it's really good. I liked like everything about it, like with him spitting at when he meets Leto. That was really cool to me. Yeah. Because it's like that's a sign of respect. Because like Momoa had to like step out and be like, "Hey, yeah. he's offering you his water. Like he's it's, offering like, you." His- which is a huge sign. All the technology, all of the like the, the equipment, the gear they wore, like all of it had a purpose. It wasn't just cool to be cool. Really liked it. And to be able to make a desert landscape appealing and just, it's really hard to do. Very well done. Dr. Kynes is the one. Kynes, that that's what it is. Yeah. I'm saying Kira Kynes. I was super confused at Jamis, who was the kid, the, the, uh, the Fremen he kept seeing in his dreams that he eventually kills at the very end. Because I thought that yeah. guy was going to be like super important. So Nick, and do, then, you have, do you have any little questions? Little Timmy Shams killed oh, him. My, my, my conscious notes from exposition for this was um, by some of your favorite characters. When they're going over the suits, I went, they seem very hard to get on. <laughs> How do you, what if you need to poop? What happens then? <laughs> well, that's just fertilizer. The suits? 
Because was it um? Were you pooping them? I think so. Was it dry? No, you're supposed to. Did they recycle the pee too? Like they yeah. do? The nah, it it, it 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 disperses the pee. But you pee in the suit. But also, what, what's the planet with the spice where they need the suits? What's Arrakis? Arrakis. I felt like sometimes they had suits on and sometimes they didn't. Well, when they were in the city, they didn't need them as much because the city's like covered. The city yeah. has like a, a barrier on it. I felt like so, there was there were times where they were just out out of the city and they just weren't wearing the suit. Like they would just have. Well, the, they were near the. Well, like, they were close. Yeah, that's like if you're well, gonna, if you know you're going to be in the desert. Yeah, okay. those are also the the femen, fremen. The, yeah, the fremen. They suit. might not have that. They just have the thing. in the eighties version. So like you know how he shows up in the suit and. Uh, he has his like legs tucked into his boots or whatever, whatever they say he does. And then mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Kynes is like, and they said that, yeah. that uh, he would know the way of the people without being told or whatever. In the 80s movie, there's like a ton of inner voice, it says. And it's like, I watch her captions on. So it'd be like inner voice. So like he shows up, he's like, ah, oh, it's just felt like the way you should wear it. And then in the inner voice, it's like, and he would know the way of the people without... The, the, the 80s movie wants to be Shakespeare so bad. It's fucking insane. <laughs> we had a scene in this here too that it was like, okay, we're trying to be Shakespeare a little bit yeah. right now. There is definitely some slow points. Well, like everybody's a British accent. They say things like super Shakespearean. It's fucking wild. Like the, um, the attack on the city, man. That was really cool too. The attack on... Uh, I, th they... I think it was so well directed that that's why you're like, oh, it can end here. Yeah. Yeah, like I thought that that's where they were going. I thought they were going to end it with uh, Paul and his mom just kind of like being in the desert. Yeah. Just which, like cliffhanger stranded. Even that tent that they had was collecting their tears and sweat, which I thought yeah. was so cool. Um, so, Nick, the one thing that me and you kind of talked about, and I'm like I said, I'm not sure if it's in your, your rundown, is that part of this movie that I didn't like because when I when I go and see a movie, I want to understand everything. And kind of when I read Scott Snyder's Batman run, there was things that were over my head. And the visions, which I know that their dreams and their visions, they don't always come true. But I always kind of felt like I was missing something. That I'm like, okay, like again, they're, they're showing the, the guy that we think is going to be important. And then Paul ends up killing him right before the movie ends. You mean you kind of talked about this and you shed some light on this for me. Can you share that with the audience? Was I that was one of like my weakest thing was how they even hyped them up in this situation and how they fight each other. I'm like, oh, this is the great his was supposed to be his mentor and he kicked his ass like pretty easily. But yeah. the the power that he's supposed to have is that he gets to pretty much live realities in a way. His dreams are almost like he's learning possible futures and as the closer he gets to it it can change into the direction it is mm -hmm. that's why some of the things he's learning from people but he's he's not sure if it's going to be the actual future or is it kind of like you know kind of a vision into it to a possible future so it's almost like he's constantly learning and that's why they see him as this prophet and that's why when you're confused you're like well wasn't this guy teaching him like yeah. ways but in a way that vision was able to teach him how he taught him through the dream and not through the actual teaching yeah that he can learn that's why he that's he's saying like with the suit and just knowing it like these dreams that he's having is almost like teaching him giving him a knowledge mm -hmm. that people don't have and that's how it was so how 
that one character he ends up fighting at the end how the one yeah. he was his mentor and then it changes to Zendaya yeah. but at like near the end of it so that that like, was how he learned how like to navigate the sand properly and truly like be easier to survive out I'm there. I'm curious how in the second because like he he has to ride the worm. Yeah, like that's like part. Sense. That's a big thing. Like he has to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious how they're gonna do that without it looking very. Oh, I even the one when they showed at the end with the guy riding. I'm like, oh, this is kind of. <laughs> yeah, but like that was like from a distance, so like you could. Yeah. I was like, I thought they got away with that pretty good, but like you're not gonna be able to show, fucking, Tim Tam Chalamet, yeah. right? Doing that. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. Like the one out. battle sequence they not showed was popping out like a Pokemon. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, in like the '80s one. They like rides it and then they just cut yeah. to like him clearly standing on like a platform and like acting like he's riding somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely helped me understand that a little bit. It's not that it's just it's not things that are going to happen. It's potentially things that can happen, things he's learning, different realities. Um, and I think uh, Sexy Wonka did a really good job of portraying the emotions he was going through um, for someone who is new to that that power. Um, yeah, like I, I just I. There's things about this movie that are obviously like I could be super critical on, but I really enjoyed this movie. Um, can, we, can we take a minute to talk about the worms? Because yeah. aside right. from looking like a giant butthole, they were super cool. Kind of like sexy butthole, though, right? Like, hold on, I, I just need I pulled up a picture just to show you guys what I'm talking about. That look like a butthole. Absolutely look like a butthole. Yeah. But dude, the worms were so cool. That was one of my favorite parts. I I, I loved just the, the how they did the worms. I just thought they were they were they were cool. Some people might call them a sarlacc, but yeah, some people might call them a sarlacc. Um, Nick, the worms, sandworms came first. Star Wars fans. Yeah, I mean that that gets to my next point is that the mere like similarities between that and star wars that this came out first and that do you think there's anything in this that they like seeing that you're like oh this actually kind of works better than what star wars actually did like i i think uh arrakis works better than tatooine i think it's cooler than tatooine it always comes back to tatooine but wait nick so what you're saying is um Star Wars steals from Dune, much like J.K. Rowling stole from Halloween Town. Yep. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, you know. I think J.K. Rowling did a lot more thievery. <laughs> well, she probably stole from Dune too. The you know the worms probably the size of the basilisk. Yeah, she's a rapscallion in that one. That's a good point. Yeah, you want me to run down the list of similarities? I wrote. Yeah, I wrote some down. Like I thought was the force, like the voice and the force. The voice and the force. I thought the yes. voice was. Like I under I got it a lot faster and it was way more terrifying. Like they show kind of like the force never shows you what it feels like to be under the yeah. force. Like and they film it like, oh, this would be terrifying if someone I like, yeah, I like that for the first scene when he's trying to use it and they like cut to her like almost grabbing the glass and she's like, No, you were close. You almost had me. <laughs> like So no. you have Tatooine and Arrakis. You have the worms and the sarlacc. Spice is a whole thing in Star Wars 2. With like the Kessel Run and shit like that is all spice runs. Yeah. Uh, You have water farmers. Poe was uh, 
delivering spice? Was he all about sand power? He wanted sand power. Wanted yeah, sand power. that's right. He we have land power and water power, but we need sand power. He's riding worms. Sand power. It's like, it's uh, Leto Atreides, Poe Dameron, Spice. So you have like your you have your moisture farmers on Star Wars. You have uh, the Fremen or the devices on on Fremen that collect the dew. The Empire and the Imperium. The Is rebels. The Baron Darth Vader or Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> uh, spoiler free mode right now. No, I thought I, I was. I didn't want to yeah, say it. Don't but want, I don't want to say they said it in the. They said it in the movie. They don't say that, do they? I that was I was so confused. So, I yeah. they said it. Nix that, bro. Just nix it. We're not talking. So about is is the is House Harkonnen and the Emperor are working together, right? Because that's yeah. Where so the Emperor, the Emperor sets up the Atreides. Yeah, that's that's by obvious. giving them Arrakis, and then he helps them. So that there's your stormtroopers too, right? Because he gives them that other army that's like the Sardaukar or whatever they were called. Sarduk Sar. It's spelled weird. I don't know how to pronounce it. S a r d a u k a r. Yeah. But so, like, the emperor gives him that. Those are his stormtroopers. Like, there's a lot of shit. It's 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 pretty. George sesty. Lucas is a genius. <laughs> genius. Yeah, you saw. Wrong. You guys all saw what happened when he had to make his own movies. <laughs> People rolling around in the lilies and shit. What about when he went back and and maybe uh, man, yo yo maybe that's why maybe that's why. He says, I hate sand. <laughs> maybe that's why. He, fuck, maybe, he's like, fuck maybe you, that's dude. why. Maybe that's why. <laughs> uh, there's another thing. Oh, fucking Luke and Paul. Did, just did, being like the fucking saviors, the chosen ones. Did Timothy Sh- Shalamalot kill everyone, even the women and the children? Uh, Timothy, nah, he's Luke. He's That'd Luke. Be uh, Timothy Cinnamon Butt did not kill women and children. He let it go. <laughs> Our moderator is very serious at the moment. No, I was trying to look up. I was so confused because I was watching reviews on it, and the one spoiler we're not saying. They said that they said it in the movie, and I was like, "Wait, when did they say that?" I'm like, "That's." I'll rewatch it. I don't know that they did. I'm, I'm like, not going to say it on here because I don't. If they didn't say it, I'm not spoiling it for Shane. Yeah. Well, Shane will like, oh, watch part two at the movie theater half paying attention too. No, like this, this is actually like kind of getting me excited to rewatch it. Cause I was going to say, Shane's like, I think I understand this now. <laughs> it's because Shane's a senator. And so the second they were starting to do politics stuff, he's like, I can't do this. Not, <laughs> not on my off time. Uh, that's... <laughs> is Dakota, Idaho, just Han Solo? Basically, yeah, uh, but he's Duncan, cool. Duncan, Idaho, not Dakota. <laughs> Dakota, oh, Idaho. Dakota, I Dakota Idaho is two states. <laughs> it's too much. Too much states. That would be a Star Wars name. Yeah. Um, a mysterious girl. He asked her. Has to get to. I thought that that was handled really well, and marketing really sold the shit out of. Zendaya being oh, in this they movie. Really, they God really was it was part one and Zendaya. They just kind of. Well, he said Zendaya will be the lead in part two. They they really duped us, though. I, I thought Zendaya was like the lead of this movie and she was in a total of, what, 20 minutes or something like that? Yeah. So the thing is, um, you know, I'm actually a really big 
Timothy Cucumber fan. Like, I really am. I'm a big fan of his. Um, How long to think of a, a funny last name? I couldn't It's so it. hard. I've been doing it the whole time. It's not easy. So, like, I wasn't – and, like, yeah, I, sure, I like Zendaya. But there was also Josh Brolin. I'm a huge Oscar Isaac fan. I really like yeah. everything he does. Rebecca Ferguson's fucking cool. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen that many um, Benedict Cumberbatch movies. That was my Timothy Chalamet one there because oh. I was naming long names. Yeah, I just was going to call him Cumberbatch and then I just went with Benedict. I um, fucked that up. You can cut that. I haven't seen that many Timothy Chalamet movies other than The King, I think, if that's even what it's called. So I have seen Little Women, which he was fantastic in, and I watched one other thing with him, and I forget what it is. I'm definitely going to jerk off Charlie the Chocolate Factory, but that's another story for another so, day. So, have I talked about this on here? I don't know that we have on the podcast. So, I was so against Willy Wonka, like the prequel, and then I saw a leaked set video where it's a musical, and I heard him sing, and he's pretty good, and I'm 100% on board now with Yeah, because he's singing, so your butt puckered a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so he was like... Board. It's you like, you reacted to him singing like I reacted to Harry Styles at the end. Of the <laughs> like it was like I was like watching. And it's like time to show my world the recipes. I was like, oh, RP. I have not seen a single thing he's been in besides Dune. He's a lot of indie films. Call call me by my call me by your, your name, name, Lady Bird, the Boy, Little Women. I haven't seen so any. That was what made him. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I he was. One. I remember that going on Oscars. That's the Peach movie. Yep. Yep. So Missed one of my favorite actors. Peaches. What's that? Missed one of my favorite actors. Peaches. Dylan Dylan Skarsgård, the uh the Baron. Oh yeah. yeah. Vladimir Harkonnen. I love him. Which another tie between this and Eternals. His son. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I... Plays played Crow, the voice of Crow. Yeah, the guy who bad <laughs> guy in the Eternals. That... I was like, who's the, uh, that? Was the uh, the, the the deviant? The deviant that was like evolving. Uh, Shane, the King. I think I'm I'm assuming it's still on there. It's on Netflix. It's basically the story of Henry V. I don't okay. know if you know that like history. I mean, it was a Shakespeare play too. But okay. that's a pretty solid movie with Timothy Chalamet. Worth a watch if it's still on there. Yeah, I liked it. It's it's long. It's like two hours and twenty minutes. It's like a historical drama, but like it's interesting. I'll check it out. And then fucking uh, Robert Pattinson shows up being some super Frenchy douche dude. It's what he does best. It's like it's like a very like serious drama movie. You okay. all ready for three hours of Batman? Check it out. All three hours. Three hours of Batman with way too many villains. Yeah. They're gonna have a villain every six minutes. Nick, anything else about Dune that we want to talk Hold about? On, it, it sounds like we're wrapping up. I wanted, to, I have two more notes that I actually thought were really funny. Like when I just found that I had notes and I forgot. You better that. be now. You hooped them up. You I wrote um, notes. Start naked Oscar Isaac with the with like the smirk emoji, and then right underneath it, dead naked Oscar Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that scene was really cool. He had he had naked Oscar Isaac with the smirk emoji, and then he had dead naked Oscar Isaac. With a, now I was gonna say with a. So the one thing what I is had, it that people use with an eggplant and water. <laughs> so the one question I have is: You remember when Paul's in his room on a track or in a rack, and that hunter killer comes in yeah. and stops at his eye? Why does it stop at his eye? Does if it stop moving? Did he stop it? Kind of like he like slowed himself. To, like he stopped. He's like super well trained. Remember when they were fighting earlier on? He's like, I'm not in the mood. 
yeah, yeah. So in the in, in the book and then in the other movie, there's like a scene where um, it's not that guy. I forget that Josh Brolin's character. It's the the older dude, the guy who tries to resign after the hunter killer yes. thing comes in. Yeah. He says like how he's the best trained soldier he's ever had because he's like very like he's good with all that and so i think the situation there is that like he completely like shuts himself down so it doesn't even like sense him anymore like that's how like stopped he is and then when it senses it senses the motion of somebody else and that's when he grabs it and kills it that makes a lot of sense see i I can tell you like this is just the other mirror his character is kind of supposed to be mirroring that like now how they keep on focus on that little rat and the whole exposition yeah. that it learned how to survive in the watt and mm. in, in on that planet that he's like like that he can naturally adapt to it. and that's why he hides in like that bush and like when that scene in a way and it kind of like he says makes him freeze like still see there's like a lot that you do have to interpret like for me it was just like this is weird it's just like a, a weird vision thing but that makes sense yeah, no, it's like, a, think of it as like a motion sensor yep. thing. And he yep. just froze himself so much that it couldn't pick him up anymore. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so, Nick, if you don't have anything else, I think we should probably... I guess I one question was, anyone have, now that we talk how lovely the 1980s movie sounds, is there any books that were adapted that were pretty bad that you think could get a second, a second chance? Because it seems like a lot of reboots, you know, like you do things everyone was beloved and everyone criticized, but the ones where it's like a kind of a bad first attempt, sometimes when they get the second to go around, you know. My big one's the Percy Jackson series. I think that one really. That they fucked that up pretty pretty fierce. I like Nickelodeon still would still have that, or I don't know. Is that Paramount? I guess I think, no, I it's Disney. They're Disney Plus. Disney Plus Percy Jackson series. Oh, okay. Yeah, they should make a TV show for that. They are. Oh, they are. Oh, perfect. Yeah, fix it. There you go. They're getting. This. I didn't know they were getting a second round. Yep, yep, they are. Rick Riordan just making tons of money. He's involved in it too. What were you gonna say, Shane? I'd like to see them give another go at a uh, Clash of the Titans. Because their uh, time around. I really I enjoyed the first movie, but then I felt like the second one just. I don't think the second movie needed to be there. I think you get that should be a standalone film. Clash I'd rather it be a series though. I think that would be cool. Yeah, that could be cool. I like all the all the Greek mythology. And yeah, you do like a Jason and the Argonauts type thing. Yeah, you can make that work. I don't know. I think, and this isn't a book, and I actually like the original film, and I feel like it could have kept going. Print the Persia. I felt like. Is better than it gets credit for. Hmm. I like that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. So automatically, I like it. What's that? And it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, so automatically, I like and it. And Genma, I forget her name, but she's in Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. She's hot. In case you didn't know. I don't know. I think, I think everything that I like is either a standalone movie that that works. Um, in terms or it's already of been fixed. I've read. I mean, maybe. I think the the original outing of this is very successful, but I wouldn't mind seeing a revamp of it. For is the Outsiders? Um, I could do an Outsiders reboot. I feel like it's time. I feel like it's Timothy Chalamet is Dairy. I feel like it could work. I, I haven't read that book in a while. Um, what about? I know you're a big fan. Um, do you think 
Do you like the original Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events? So that's, with Carrie? so that's the first thing that came to mind. And I do. Um, I you also are a big Jim Carrey fan, whereas I'm not. I am. I've read all those books. Um, and I think the Netflix series did a really good job of telling that. So they did kind of get their second go. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, did you think that the, I think the Netflix series obviously was better, but I didn't know if you liked the original movie. Um, it's, it's fine. Cause it takes, it, it's three books in one. The first yeah. movie. Like, that's already been fixed, but yeah. I was just curious. As to, but, like, um, yeah. I mean, it's, I haven't watched it in a, a long time. The golden compass, but I think that the HBO BBC show kind of, Oh, the, it's good enough. I think materials. it's where it could probably best it could probably be. I have one that could be fixed, uh, but the book hasn't been written yet, and it's the end of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. A fat piece of shit. Um, so kind of to counteract, what's one movie that's really good based off of a book that you like that you doesn't need never, to be revamped? That you would never want to see revamped. Does that have to be a series like this? No, it could be anything. Book. To Kill a Mockingbird. Shutter Island's based off a book, and that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Shawshank, too. Yes, that also. I would say Perks of Being a Wallflower. I think that is an incredible mm-hmm. adaptation. Mostly any movie based off a Stephen King book is pretty solid. Yeah, that's what we have to say, mostly. But I mean, think, yeah. it, I think at least the first one. It, yeah, it was misery cool. the shining i mean they're different they all have changes but i think they're all solid films what was the doctor sleep i mean that was a secret. i didn't see that i didn't know if that was, i didn't it was all to you and mcgregor uh was the shining the one that um that he didn't like Spielberg? yeah because uh i think it's stanley kubrick directed the shining and he kind of just like fuck you and change things around so my brother watched the whole documentary on that i'll have to have him like give me the title of it but um Basically, it's like all about the, the making of The Shining and how crazy it was. So, in the, I, I could be butchering this, but I believe the story is like in the book, the Jack Nicholson's character, they drive like a yellow uh, Volkswagen Beetle. And in the movie, when they're driving up to the hotel, they go past a car accident and it's a yellow Volkswagen Beetle that got like totaled in a car accident. And it's basically Kubrick's way of being like, hey, fuck off Stephen King type thing. That's funny. Yeah, we thought Dune had a lot of like that, Every you can look up it. There's so much on that. Movie. Oh, like, I will add to Dune. Perfect as well. Probably I've never read the books, but Lord of the Rings. Just as a... I think a redo. They can stay. I think they can stay. The Hobbit. No, just I mean... It didn't it, need it, to happen. Lord Hobbit of the Rings, yes. I mean, I'm talking about imperfect adaptations. That's what I mean. Don't fix it. Yeah, they did it well. You don't have to do it again. You did the opposite. It was like a good expedition. Hobbit just is like, all right, let's tell you everything you need to know. Here's the whole (laughs) Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson was at a very low point while filming that. That that should have been like two movies. They didn't need three. He wanted it to be two, and they were like, "It's going to be three. And he was like, "Whatever." They were like, "Here's more money," and he was like, "Okay." Um. But Nick, if that's all you guys got, uh, closing remarks on on Dune. I was pleasantly surprised, and I'm very invested in it now. Yep, that's how I feel. Um, I think it was shot really well. Uh, really great job with the world building. 
the scary parts of the movie, like the bad guys were scary and intimidating. Um, and Timothy Chalamet was was really fucking good. I also think, and this is something that I always do, but I think it really paid off for me this time, not watching anything leading up to this movie. I had zero expectations. All I knew was that it was Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya. Yep. Like I, Josh Brolin popped up. I was like, oh fuck, Josh Brolin's in this. That's sweet. Well, I knew what <laughs> like, I, knew I knew nothing. He's like, oh I, shit, Dave Batista? Yeah. I, I knew who was in it because again, going to the movies, you see the trailer a lot. Um, but I still uh, watching the trailer, I was like, I'm probably not gonna I'll probably I don't think I saw home. a trailer. I think I just put it on one day. I was like, I'll, I'll see it, I'll see it at home. I'm not gonna go. And I'm really glad I went and saw it. This is the movie that if you still can go see it in theaters. Um and worth a second watch at home on HBO Max if you've already seen it. Um, but I'm really excited for the sequel. Glad I gave it a shot. Um, and I think you all should too. It's a, it's a really good movie. Shane. Uh, amazing cast. Probably one of the best casts I've seen in a while. Um, Are you going to rewatch it? I was just going to say, plan on giving it a second chance and I'll rewatch it. Yeah, cool. I'll try and I'll, I'll, I was literally paying attention as much as I could last time, but I'll, I'll try and laser just, focus on it. I'm fucking with you, buddy. Um, I'm glad to hear that though, because like I said, you were, you were like, I'm going to wait till 2023. I don't want to wait. And it's like something that, that happens too with movies like this, where, where I would have watched it on my own time, where when we, it has a deadline of like, we're recording. Mm-hmm. I kind of get like, this feels like homework mm-hmm. and I kind of tune out of it a little bit. Now, talking about it, it's, it's made me excited to rewatch it. Yeah. This guy, cause like for me this was just i'm gonna go see it out of out of pleasure because nick was like it was kind of boring and i was like well i want to see it and then nick me and nick were talking and then we're like well let's do an episode on it so i get i get that i get that once i have a deadline on something i feel like i'm watching i'm watching more to take notes for it where i feel like eternals i didn't take any notes and i felt like i had way more to say about it yeah we didn't have to take notes i mean like as when i when we did um we did. We talked about one movie. I was like, I'm not doing notes. I'm just watching this. Um, and then I saw this in the theaters. I didn't take notes. Uh, but I get what you're saying. Uh, but you're you're on a time clock with HBO Max. It's only on there for a little bit longer, and then it's off. So watch it. It'll come back there, right? Um, they'll have the rights to it, so it should pop back up. I'll be able to watch this again before the second one comes out. This is a movie that I'm gonna buy, and this is a movie that I hope they do um a showing of it again before the second one comes out and don't buy movies anymore i'm so actually I've spent, enough, I've spent enough money on streaming services <laughs> i've uh i've contemplated buying the book too uh but nick i you can borrow mine i have an old beat up copy that an old man gave me one time it's right. literally like a, like it's it's like a story well i actually i have a two piece set of the history of marvel studios the first 10 years that I got as a wedding gift, and I just started it yesterday. It's a fucking behemoth, but it's. Let me grab this fucking book and like, so you can see how beat up this. Does it have an Edward Norton cha- chapter in this t- right. first? So chapter? I'm still in like the first twenty pages. Nick, thought, what did you think about Dune? I thought it would come away from it very changed, like the scale of epic of what you can do with certain sci-fi that I think is going to really change kind of some movies going forward and. Luckily, they took the gamble. It looks like it's going to get a sequel. Thought it, but still, I think that 
was already green. Like the part one move, but that was kind of it. It still ended kind of weird, and now that makes sense. They really struggled to find where was the right perfect spot. But the more you like look into it, it, it there's more and more interesting things, and there's things that they're um, like I said, like watching reviews and people breaking it down, and you're like. Is it a was this in the movie? Is this the sequel? Like there were so many lines that kind of revealed things that you can literally watch the movie and take away a different perception of what you're watching and, and see. This was really a movie you reflected on because you were not thrilled with it when you watched it. Uh, the first I, I I was like, this is like really suspenseful, and I got to. But I, I get sometimes I turned it on, and I saw how long it was, and then at the end of it, it came kind of like. I feel like I'm just trunk, like doing a home, homework assignment to get that last section yeah. done, and that's what I was like. Ah. They're like, I'm like, okay, they that cool. It like used the voice scene, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of like a half hour extra or twenty minutes extra of act, like film yeah. to set up a second movie to get things in place. Agreed. The copy of the book I have is from when the movie came out in the '80s. <laughs> Let me say it. Hold it up. It clearly is from a thrift store. You can tell by there's a little dot in the corner. And it, it was $2, apparently. And then if I open it up, from his personal notepad, because there's a T up there, Bob, I think you'll enjoy this, Tom. And he just gave me this book one day when I was at the car dealership. That is a sign of respect from old men. So my boss gave me a book who my boss... The That's the only reason I read it. I wouldn't have read it otherwise. But he gave me the book and I felt like obligated to read it. My the owner of the company I work for, he gave me a Batman book and signed it. But he came up to me and he sent me the trailer for Doom when it came out, and he said, "This is the greatest sci-fi novel of all time." He said, "This movie looks really good." So that was also what kind of pushed me to want to watch. But you want to borrow this instead of getting it? I'll give it to you. Yeah, but at some point, I it's in shit condition. But I don't which think it's perfect. Which is perfect for me. This, this might be completely unrelated, but the the note in that book reminded me of a thing I saw that when Jamarcus Russell was the quarterback of the Raiders, he had a t- they to see they wanted to see, see if he was uh, watching film, so they gave him a broken disc. And then he came in and was like, yeah, I watched it last night, like knowing that it wasn't going to work. he didn't take it out of the case at all? Yeah, he did take it out and notice it didn't work. So they all called on me like, well, your disc didn't work. So yeah, he was in what a waste. Um, like, uh. But I think that about does it for us here. Um, you're hopefully going to hear us next talk about the tiers of the MCU. Um, but if not, it'll most likely be our Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh that will be coming to you live on Christmas Eve. We're, we're live we're broadcast that. That won't be our next episode, will it? No, I got, no. I got a tease of the of the Marvel list. I was doing research into that before. Right, well, has a well list. then, Nick, you got to come back for our Marvel even tier. Me, even Men's Health ranked all the MCU. Movies. <laughs> uh, no, that won't be. But I said. You know how things go with us sometimes. With but, everybody uh, together, maybe that might be the next time we can do it. Yeah, it, it will definitely be, uh, if we can, the four of us for that uh, the tier the tier episode, which would be coming out uh, in a little bit. But uh, I think that about does it for us here today. Guys, uh, thank you for all being here and doing your homework. This was a little bit of a heftier episode. Nick, thank you for all you do to produce this podcast, especially when the audio sounds like a tin can. And um, guys, remember to rate, like, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And go see these movies if you haven't seen these movies. Eternals, Dune, both really good. 
both epic movies, both worth seeing on the big screen. So I think that about does it for us all here. Have a good one. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> Stay in power. Just a cast Seems I'm not alone